What's crappin' in, folks? Boing, boing! It's me, Luigi, from the Marios. I'm here to tell you guys about our Patreon. Patreon.com slash SuperNPCRadio. We've got loads and loads of bonus content from the creators of Video Games, a comedy show. Tell me by your game. Inside Video Games Classic with July and Reactivators. So much bonus and unique content that can only be found on patreon.com slash supernpcradio, including our Games Club coverage of a particular series. We've done the Zeldas, we've done the Resident Evils, we've done the Metal Gears, and coming up soon, we'll do the Donkey Kongs. Patreon.com slash supernpcradio. Sign up today. Boing, boing. I'm out. Live this morning from the Mushroom Kingdom, WKBAG Studios, Wario K. Rule, Bowser Andros Gannon. This is Video Games, a comedy show. I am your host, Jeremy Schmidt, and today is but another day, our last day, in fact, on our road to 200. That's right, folks. Uh, for those who are just now tuning in, or uh, as, as I like to call them, the uninitiated, uh, we have been doing top 10 lists for the 10 episodes leading up to our big 200 episode. Um, it has been a real treat. I'm going to miss this. I'm not going to lie. A, it's been a real treat and a blast to get, you know, a select number or some, in a lot of cases, just one other guest with me on the show uh, to do these. And uh, B, it's, uh, uh, I haven't necessarily had to really think of episode topics <laughs> because <laughs> it's taken, it's been taken care of for me, uh, for the last, uh, 10 weeks or so. So I am going to miss it. But, uh, next week, um, we should have a, uh, a, a pretty big episode. I think as of right now, I have 10 confirmed guests on the show for that. So it should be a total living nightmare. Um, but, uh, that, that is <laughs> how to the sucker who has to edit that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, you know, luckily Zoom audio just like combines everyone's tracks into one. So I'm thinking about just using in in years past. If I have more than five people on an episode of something, it's almost inevitable somebody's track will have malfunctioned, and I'll end up having to use the Zoom. Any, I mean, when you add more people, you add more factors that could go wrong to that recording, especially when everyone's remote. But um, nonetheless, it should uh, it should be a really good time. We're gonna celebrate the show proper uh, with one at least one surprise. Um, if you've been a longtime listener of the show, uh, uh, we got we got a little a little treat in store for you. But I digress. Enough about that. Uh, I have two members of the Zoo Tycoon crew here to help uh, to help bring in this beautiful top ten, which we'll get into here in a second. But first, I want to introduce them properly. We have uh, the Queen of Mean, Alex Gaskin. How's it going, pal? Hey, buddy. I'm doing well. Alex is the man. Alex understands. Alex picks up all the girls so neatly in his hand. Wow. 
The thing I like about that is that it was a flawless victory. The thing I like about that is it's the longest, uh, uh, currently the longest sound drop I have for any, <laughs> any guest. It is 12 seconds long, which is an eternity in, uh, in sound drop length. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I deserve it. <laughs> sure. Uh, we have uh, an additional guest here, a uh, first timer on the show. Um, uh, can't wait to introduce this <laughs> this guy, uh, formerly of the uh, Double Double Feature Feature Podcast, along with me and Alex. Uh, Ravi Kiran, how's it going, pal? It's going great. I am glad to be here. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the show, pal. Um, so uh, Robbie has no idea what's going on right now. He's never probably listened to the show. He's never been on the show. Um, Ravi, I want you to explain to the listener at home uh, your relationship to video games. Like, uh, uh, are you a fan? I, I played when I was a kid uh, <laughs> and sporadically here and there after that. Uh, the Bible know, told him to I'm put away like childish a... things and he did. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not much of a gamer. Right, right, um, and that, and we welcome that on video games, a comedy show. Uh, you know, if you if you don't play games, if you don't like games, if you hate games, uh, all is welcome here on this video game theme podcast. Uh, Ravi, I'm excited to have you. Uh, we used to do a podcast together called Double Double Feature Feature. That's right. Yeah, you uh, you were one of the three uh, co-hosts. Alex, you were another one. Yes, I was. Yeah. Can you imagine a video game version of that where you have to complete two video games in a week? Every week we record. <laughs> we just um, have to quit our jobs. Yeah, it's like, well, this game has a lot of uh, bonus and downloadable content, so it's about 100 hours of gameplay. <laughs> so if you can fit that in with one other game, and then we're going to record. Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. You'd Sponsored have to... by Red Bull. Yeah. Right, just... yeah. Sponsored by cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Sponsored um, by divorce attorneys, because none of our relationships would survive. Yeah. yeah. Oh, don't you hate it when you have to hire a divorce attorney to break up with your girlfriend? <laughs> That should be how it works. Anytime love fails in this country, a divorce attorney should get a check. Um, Ravi, explain a little bit of Double Double Feature Feature for the listener. Like, what was that show, and what did we do on that? So each week, uh, one of the three of us would uh, bring a double feature that the three of us would have to watch, and they can be related in any way we we uh, so desire. You know, it could be like two films by the same director or two films that are thematically linked or, you know, like we could, you could, you know, however you want to link these two films, we would make the other people watch it and then we would discuss, discuss the films. Yeah. That, that, that podcast was an absolute blast to do. Um, what, uh, what, what I found uh, that was tricky about it was g making the time in time to do the podcast uh yeah. to to watch to finish the two films um for whatever reason it would always i could never get the timing right like i would always finish them but it, it, a lot of times it'd be down to the wire or whatever um and, and it, it felt like it felt like back when we were doing it i didn't have like i had like a lot of of like barriers in my schedule now i watch upwards of three or four films a week and i'm just like why couldn't i have done it? <laughs> why yeah. couldn't it why couldn't it be then but um but yeah so suffice it to say ravi i mean you work a, a little bit in the industry right you're you're an editor you're a bit of yeah. a um you know uh also like a dp of of sorts camera mm -hmm. op yeah director writer yeah i do i do some of a lot of that stuff yeah mostly an editor these days but yeah, uh, yeah for, for done, money done it all yeah, yeah for money but then for you take sweet, that money, money and then you pay, and then you put it into yourself doing your independent projects 
Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 a good way of putting it. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think? Do you, do you, do you like movies? Are you kind of a would you call yourself <laughs> a movie guy? Hate them. Hate them. Okay, great. Yeah, my my real passion is accounting. Great, huh. great numbers. A numbers man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alex, Jeez. what do you think? Are you a bit of a movie guy? Well, I own upwards of a handful of uh, movies <laughs> and. Uh, Upwards I, I of do. five movies. Yeah, I, I I will say that I own a television set that uh, not infrequently has movies on that I chose to watch. Okay. Uh, I cannot stress this enough. Uh, there are movies that play in my house because I choose to both have them run and watch them. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I even think about uh, what I saw after the fact. Uh, I might even recommend something to a person if I think they would like it. Uh, so I, I guess to answer your question, not really. Okay. Uh, on a scale of total jock, don't care, to uh, insufferable at a bar, <laughs> talking to a uh, talking to like a a, a young uh, a single uh, uh, potential uh, mate, where do you fall on the movie liking spectrum? Hmm. I'm like a jock who is also going to talk about movies a lot. Great, but great, it's like very great. no, it's. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, here's here's my badge of honor slash decrepitude is that I did have like I worked at Blockbuster Video for pretty much all of college. Yeah, buddy, that doesn't exist anymore except there's like one novelty store, and that's that was like the first piece of my foundational resume as a capitalist in a capitalist society. My experience does not matter. What, what is it still on your LinkedIn? Blockbuster? Uh, it's, only, it's the only thing on my LinkedIn. I'm just I'm trying to link with other Blockbuster refugees, and we're just uh, talking about late fees. Is, wow. That's uh, what we like to do. Wow. Um, uh, so, yeah, I guess uh, since, you know, Ravi, you're not much of a gamer, yeah, it doesn't really super matter. Uh, I guess I'm going to pose the question to you guys in a minute, like, what was the last movie you guys watched? Because that's more of a... That's more, uh, I guess, appropriate for this crew. However, I do want to explain to the listener a couple things. One, uh, the subject of today's episode, uh, as you might have read from the title, is top 10 uh, movies that remind you of video games. And after the break, we'll kind of go into a little bit of like what that means to us. I left it sort of broad. I didn't put too many, uh, you know bumpers on for these for these cats to come on and 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 submit entries to this so i'll be interested to see if we differ on on what we thought that prompt meant um but uh but that'll be what today's episode is about also i wanted to uh you know just throw out there that we you know we got a patreon patreon.com slash super npc radio we got a lot of cool stuff going on over there um bonus content from you know my show the show Call Me By Your Game with Connor McCabe, Inside Video Games Classic with July, and of course the Reactivators, um, all submits uh, wonderful, uh, wonderful bonus episodes of their shows there. Uh, also, we have our Donkey Kong Games Club coming up here in August, which is going to be, I hate to say it, bananas. It is going to be bananas, folks. And oh, I'm I get, get myself it. one of these. Because the games are a lot of fun. Yep. Okay. Donkey Kong. Game. We're going to cover the mainline Donkey Kong games, including the arcade, all the way through, uh, which I th- I believe is the most recent one, Tropical Freeze for the Nintendo can you, Switch. Can you, can you get into the tail controversy? What's that? The tail controversy? Can, the, d- the, 
you, you know what I'm talking No, look, I can't, okay, I, here, you're cutting out. You're cutting out. What, am, what, I, what, am I cutting out? Well, no, uh, just a little bit. What did you say? The what controversy? The uh, tail controversy. Tail? D- okay, here we go, pal. Get ready for this. Yeah. Donkey Kong, uh-huh. an ape. Very much an ape. Very obviously an ape. Also, Uncle to Diddy Kong, which means it suggests heavily that there's some kind of blood relation. Sure. Yet Diddy Kong has a tail. Which means he is a monkey, not an ape. Oh, got it. Teach the controversy. Wow. Teach Uh, the controversy. I this this will (laughs) this will inevitably come up. I guarantee you. I I, what if I just showed up randomly on every episode and just (laughs) screamed that information? Mention the tail, damn it! Just no context in the middle of any segment. Just I just pop in and like, have you talked about the tail? Ravi, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say it was. It would be quite impressive. If Alex just broke into Zoom meetings that were happening <laughs> yeah. somehow. I'm like, how is he doing that? We have passwords <laughs> on these. I don't even know how. He, I don't even know Alex knew how to check his email. How is he doing this? <laughs> All right, folks. Well, let's get down to it then. Um, uh, before we get into the news, which should be really fucking hilarious, uh, uh, uh or boring for Ravi. We'll see. We'll see how it. We'll see how it, it checks out. Um. Uh, what is the last movie you guys watched? Uh, just to get us kind of warmed up uh, for the level of pretension that we're gonna be uh, uh, basking in today. Ooh, uh, I watched. I guess the last movie I watched was the other day. I watched Double Indemnity. Ooh, that's a good. Oh, one. that's a recent yeah. one for me too. First I, time I'd never seen it. It's not the last movie I watched, but it's like a couple removed from the most recent. I, and and we can all agree, right? Indemnity is a tricky word to come out the mouth. <laughs> It's actually, yeah. It was actually my first word when I was a baby. Like, you want to so. say identity, but then it's like identity. Uh, no, the order of words I said as a baby were indemnity, mama, uh, ace in the hole. Uh, <laughs> You're a big Billy Wilder fan. Out I of the, was. Out of the gate, huh? Yeah, and a dinosaur. I was a real baby fan. Wilder. Uh, okay. No, yep. That's, that's, Give that's, me my sound effect. That's bananas caliber. <laughs> there. Give me my sound effect. All right, all right. Double Identity now, Robbie. That's a uh, was that a noir? We call that a film noir. Yeah, it's it's a film. It's kind of the film noir, isn't it? It's I don't know if it's the first, but it's like the one that like really like drives home like well, what we talked about. Well, single Identity came first, so there was that, <laughs> and then Double Identity. There's also the Born Indemnity. <laughs> uh, how would you think of Double Identity? Was it was it good? Oh yeah, it was great. It's uh, it's. Like the dialogue is just fantastic in mm. it, you know. Like even seemingly throwaway lines are just—I mean, that's Raymond Chandler and Billy Wilder wrote that film. So yeah, it is as you would nuts <laughs> as in the dialogue is going to get in a good way. Like it's yeah. just, and also, God, the ending just kind of like really gut punched me. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, even though like by now I'm all you know we're familiar with the tropes of film noir, it's mm-hmm. still still a great ending. Yeah, there's there's an affection uh, in this film that kind of like really like you get it throughout, but at the end of the film, without giving too much away, is kind of like we realize like where the real heartbreak lies, and it's just it, the way that they like committed to that is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, recommend? Oh yeah, absolutely. Nice. Yeah, I would I would I would jump onto that and also very highly recommend. Alex, what about you? What was the last movie? Hey, you saw? The last movie I saw. And I'm, kind of bummed because i was gonna i was ready to talk about video games unlike some um 
didn't do their homework types on this podcast. <laughs> uh, the last movie I watched uh, just the other night, I watched uh, Prince of Darkness, the uh, second of uh, John Carpenter's Apocalypse trilogy. Which nice. I quite like. I'll put it this way: I, I'm, I'm pretty certain that that uh, Prince of Darkness is the weakest of that trilogy, but it's still a real solid film. A lot of a lot of crazy stuff happens. I don't know, man. John Carpenter is like the king of vibes in films. Like when he's when he's on, it's just like, yeah, you just got it. You just got to marvel. You just got to take it in. It's uh, it's a very it has some very sordid turns. It's got a sense of humor. Uh, it's got some very cool practical effects. Uh, this one is. It's kind of, on uh, Shutter right it now. It is. Yeah, it just got added yeah. to Shutter. It's been, it's been a real frustrating one for me because it's just has all. It's been very infrequently streaming. Hmm. And it's just I don't it's just I don't think it's just generally not as regarded as uh, the other two films in the trilogy. Um, the thing obviously is like one of the classic '80s films. Not so much at the time of its release, but it's kind of become like the one of the '80s horror films. And uh, I feel like in the Mouth of Madness, kind of a similar thing. I don't think it got much traction when it was released, but I feel like now it kind of gets more uh, a lot more respect. So yeah. I would love for somebody to put out like a nice bells and whistles blu-ray set of that trilogy um maybe it's already out and i'm just uh, behind the curve but uh yeah i i enjoyed prince of darkness yeah i um i, I kind of joined you this weekend on the shutter train i we've been watching a lot more uh films on shutter just because um I, you know, I'm dating my the girl I'm dating, ja Jacqueline. She is a bit of a horror freak. She like loves, and it's kind of been a process over the last few years of like, you know, first it was like kind of just like true crime podcast stuff, and then that just became an ins like this insatiable ap appetite for like true crime documentaries, you know, you know, horror films in general. Anything. It's almost like if we're not watching a horror film, it's just boring to her <laughs> so uh we've been watching a lot of um a lot of stuff this film i don't even know what genre to classify it in but it's called uh i think is it called the little girl at the end of the lane yeah the little girl who lives down the lane is this 1976 film starring jodie foster uh hmm. when she's like a child she's can't be more than 15 or 16 she's 13 in the movie and it's like got, it's got martin sheen in it um it's got uh uh alexis smith um and i i don't even again i don't even really know how to classify this like it's it's kind of a thriller it's not like a tr traditional horror although it is tense at times and it's structured like in just like sections of two two person scenes like it'll be like one after the other of just like these long sort of bizarre dialogue scenes between two pe two speaking people so like for example uh, the film's about sort of like Jodie Foster like lives like a, like the whole movie she's like talking about how like her dad's upstairs he's a poet he can't be disturbed or whatever and people just keep coming to the house to like talk to her hmm. about it so it's like the local the local cop comes in and like he has a a long dialogue scene with her and then he'll leave 
And then like the landlady shows up and there's a long dialogue scene with her and then she'll leave. And then like her son shows up who's like the town pervert. And like, that's super tense and weird. And like, it's just like, it's a, it's a, I, I, I mean, Jackie showed this movie to me. She was like, she was like, yeah, I started watching this. I got 30 minutes in and I stopped it. Cause I thought you needed to see this movie. And I was like, okay, you know, we'll see. Right. We'll see. We'll did, and did you, you did see. And I did, and I did need to see this movie. It was, it was absolutely bomb. I, I yeah. haven't seen a movie structured that way, where it was like mm. less a story, more just like vignettes of like <laughs> almost like just like 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 dramatic improv scenes or something, two person improv scenes. Can I take a stab mm. at something real yeah. quick? Just a guess here. Yeah. I have not seen the film, not really familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Just based on the the unwieldiness of its title, does it is it does it feel like an American like? Attempt at like a Giallo film. It, well, a Giallo film, like, because I because I kind of watched this little mini documentary on Shutter about Giallo. That's like that's that's like really colorful, right? And like, there's like a lot of blood. There's a lot stuff of in color. That. Yeah, there's a lot of color. It just I, the the name, like, for some reason, like they got into this trend for Giallo films to have like the most ridiculous names. Like I spit on your just, grave and stuff. And, oh, that's a, that's well, an American. That's not like, really a thing. Giallo, yeah, that's Giallo, a, but, but like they have like what have you done? Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, get out. Yeah, it's like the bird with the something plumage. The bird yeah, with the crystal plumage, plumage, which is a really good yeah. one uh, and yeah. one of the early ones. And then they have like like your heart is a locked room and vice is the key. I, I think I yeah, butchered that title. Yeah, that so one. I'm just I was just like when you're like. When you got to like word seven in the title, the little girl at the end, I was like, is this supposed to be like an homage or like a trying to like do what they were doing? I don't know enough about, again, I, even though I watched this little mini documentary, it didn't seem that way because Giallo is like supposed to be like really intense and like gratuitous, right? It like, can be. Yeah. Lots of blood and lots of reds and purples and stuff. Like yeah, this I, is, I, this is like, this felt like. I don't know. Uh, I would compare it to something that, like, maybe, like Jonathan Demi might make, or mm. maybe something even like, like the way it's shot. It's all like it's in like seventies, right? So it's just like the camera is just like all over the place. <laughs> it's doing like it's doing mm. like really interesting stuff, but it's like it needs to because it needs to make these like long conversation pieces interesting to watch. So it's like. There's like all this like great framing and great wonders and stuff. And it's like, but again, it's not like s- traditionally scary, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just more weird. It's more weird. Huh. Um, anyway. Uh, but you'd recommend it? Oh my, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, okay. it's, it's some real like, it's, it's really inspiring to watch because you're just like, wow. Like I've, again, like, I've never seen a movie quite like this before. Like, and I've seen a lot of weird stuff. Like, you know, it's, um, it, it's like if you took psycho maybe, and then removed all of the action pieces <laughs> in it, that might be more something it's kind of like, you know, cause psycho's like that where it's just Norman Bates, like having conversations with people like, you know what I mean? Over and over and right. over, he has these like, and they're kind of getting closer to the truth of what's happening, and there's a mystery. And anyway, um, let's get on. Well, let's move on to the news. Um, lucky for Ravi, not a lot of news this week. <laughs> he has to sit <laughs> through and just listen. Uh, we got some uh, new uh, new releases came out. Um, came out recently. We had the. Uh, the Portal Companion Collection came out to Switch. 
That's the uh, the the Portal series, Portal One, Portal Two, came out to the Nintendo Switch. That's if I had a Switch, I would cool. jump on that. I really would. Have you played those before? I've played the first one, and then I played yeah. the second one with like a uh, in the double mode. But I never oh, played this. Nice. I never played the single player on uh, Portal Two. It's perfect, man. We just did it. We just did an episode on Portal Two. Um, I got to be a part of that. That was uh, that's on our Patreon now. Currently, um, I call me by your game co-op episode. Really great stuff. Love that. Uh, voice acting by Stephen Merchant, J.K. Simmons. Um, really good. Uh, so I recommend it. Get your hands nice. on it, there, dear nice. boy. Uh, Cuphead, the delicious last course. Uh, came out to all platforms. That is some DLC for the uh, video game Cuphead. Have you guys ever seen anything about Cuphead? Do you guys know this game? I've seen the I've, I've seen the uh, it. designs. It's a Netflix show now too, as well. It's like I've uh, heard. I've actually heard good things about it. I haven't started great. it though. Yeah, yeah. The design is all. Um, it's sort of like what is it? They call like that st- that Flesher style of oh that like Max mm. Fleischer yeah. yeah. Uh, that old timey like animation, yes. yeah, yeah. So it's like it's it's like the game you play is like in that style. So it just mm. looks like an old cartoon you're playing, which is pretty good, pretty bonkers. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak came out to Switch and PC. You guys gonna try this one? I don't have a Switch. <laughs> I don't. I, I I cannot. Like the deprivation that I go through not having a uh, a Nintendo product in my home. Ugh. I, uh, <laughs> I, I cry myself to sleep. Nightmare. Yeah. Well, good news then, Alex. Outriders World Slayer came out. So that's okay. on that's on PS4 and Xbox One. So Hey. There you go. Yeah. I am actually like I need to I've been trying to dig into the PlayStation Plus, like the fancy membership. Yeah. Uh kind of like in between, like I'm in, in between, I tried. Uh, I decided to like try a sports game for the first time in a while oh. since it was free. I tried uh, NBA 2K22, and the oh. shooting mechanic was like extremely frustrating. And I was like, <laughs> I have a better. I shouldn't have a better chance making a shot in an actual NBA game than in this <laughs> game. So I'm done. I'm done. So yeah. I immediately deleted it, and then now I have like a ton of open space on my hard drive, and I'm like, I should find something. Yeah, because that's a big game. It really is. And I was just like, it's. I just wanted to play a basketball game. Why is it so big? I, I just just play the game. Just, let's just play. Let's talk about this for a second. So like this this we didn't actually get a chance to uh speak about the new PS Plus offerings um in any and it's been out for now about a month or so or maybe a couple mm-hmm. weeks actually, but um yeah, yeah let's uh, th- this is actually this is, you know, classify as news for sure. So like let's let's talk about it a little bit cuz I I actually kind of want to get into it. I uh so first of all, the uh, July PS Plus games got announced. Um, so we have uh, Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. It's coming to uh, the uh, uh, the July monthly games. Also, uh, the dark pic- uh, part of the Dark Pictures uh, series, Man of Medan, is coming out. Alex, you'd love those games, by the way. I do. I, I think since I've, I heard that one was coming out, I'm going to try it out. I think they have yeah. until dawn. Yeah, uh, in that's the a, full PlayStation free, Plus, I think. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I need to try that out, but I've also like that game was like extremely spoiled for me. So like I'm, I'm like it still could be fun, but I, like I already know what's going to happen. Well, there's a ton of them out now too, and they're that's all true. like super cheap. And and this one's gonna be free. Man of Medan, heard it's great. And then uh, some game called Arcade Ageden. Hmm. Like sort of arcade Armageddon. Ageden. Um. So that's that's coming out. Um. Available starting July fifth. Um, I kind of want to talk about, so the 
PlayStation Plus uh, basically absorbed PlayStation Now into a three-tiered service. So we have the Essentials, Extra, and Premium. Um, premium being the highest tier. That is what I have because I had PS Plus and PS Now already. So they just blended it into one. I think I'm actually saving money on it somehow. I think it's actually like a more expensive offering that I'm getting for this earlier price uh, for at least a year. Uh, Alex, you are on premium too. Like you have a trial going or I'm trying out premium because I wanted to play uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion, which is like from the PlayStation three generation. Uh huh. So I was like, I'm going to try it out. See, just because I never played an Elder Scrolls game before Skyrim, so I wanted to kind of see what uh, what it was like. It's fun, but much like it's much stiffer. Like yeah. I, I was expecting worse graphics, but it's just like the stiffness and the movement uh, is a thing to behold. Um, I don't think I'm going to keep premium for a long time. I think what I might do is just kind of like dip back down to the base price and just kind of like coast on some games that I have. You know, maybe get back into it when I'm kind of like shopping around for something new to play. But it's it's a cool concept. I mean, it, it's fun. It's nice. I like the uh, option to stream games, so I don't have to like take up a bunch of space on my hard drive. Yeah, and that that has very. I think that that's like um because that's all cloud. Yeah, gaming which has like various degrees of success depending on your connection and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't. The limited yeah. cloud gaming I've done has been fine. Yeah, I'll get the very occasional. Hey, your connection speed is slowing down. You might want to save but then the game just keeps going. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's like, you know, if your certain games are better for it than others, like fighting games aren't very good on that because it's like <laughs> like even the slightest lag on Oh, yeah. on that will and in like racing games same thing, like mm-hmm. I imagine sports games, anything where you need to be precise and it's like timing based. Yeah. It's trouble. But um so okay, we we've talked about it before on the show like what this was supposed to be. Um, let's talk about what it actually became. So to review the essentials is basically just these monthly free games. Yeah. It's basically PlayStation plus like it's always been like it's always been and free, you, free games. And then you get access to playing games online and you get like discounts on st- at the store and stuff. Um, extra is a, a, like a, it has a huge library of both PS4 and PS5 games. Mm-hmm. Um, and and apparently a bunch of Ubisoft games got announced. Ubisoft Class uh, Plus Classics hmm. uh, are now available on this tier. Um, this is the most confusing tier to me because it seems like it's just... I mean, I guess the distinction between this and premium is kind of confusing. So yeah, premium... Pre- yeah. Yeah. Premium just, I think it gives you access to the earlier, like PlayStation 3 and earlier. Uh, it gives you the ability to uh, play games on the cloud. And then it gives you these game trials. Yeah. Which I have not really experimented with at all. Yeah. So uh, the, the premium offering is supposed to give you access to, like you said, PS3, PS2, PS1, and PSP games. Mm hmm. Now, here's the thing is that's the one that I was most excited about because playing these old sort of retro games is 
I mean, hey, I'm all about that life, baby. You're an old school man. I'm an old school man. I uh, I like my uh, you know my 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 Tomb Raiders and my and my Tony Hawks and my my 1996 style gaming options, my dear he boy. His, he likes his beer cold, his TV loud, and his video games blocky. Blocky, <laughs> uh, yeah, grainy, blocky, and foggy. Now, um, the, the so if you look at what they have for the PlayStation One, um, for example, they they released basically like it was like eight or ten games for it. So not a lot. Which I was mm-hmm. I was I was expecting there to be more to this. Uh, they actually released some games. Ape Escape is on there. We have Siphon Filter. You know, uh, Toy Story 2. <laughs> the game, which is like really crazy because that's a licensed game. So I don't know how they got the rights to release Toy Story 2 from the PlayStation 1 on this on this service. Um, Mr. Driller... You got Intelligence Cube, a bunch of kind of like crappy puzzle games, like old kind of crappy, uh, Jumping Flash, a launch game for the PS1. Not a lot. Tekken 2 is on there. Tekken 2, not even the best of the old Tekkens. Like Tekken 3 is the one they should have put on there. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm a spoiled fancy lad with his uh, Tekken 7. And recently, Tekken 7 Bowling is surprisingly fun. Yeah, I mean, that's Tekken 7 is amazing. It is. But what if you wanted to play <laughs> a bad Tekken? <laughs> like a Tekken that's like old and crappy. I uh, just go down to the local nursing home where I assume they have all the old games. I I mean, tech, okay, so Tekken 1 would make sense because that's the first game. And it's like, yeah. okay, they're gonna just going to put the first game. Tekken 3 is the best one. Tekken 2, that's a non-starter. It's I don't a even get... Pains game. Yeah. Mm. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I found this, this is like really... It's really weird over there. That's what I'll yeah. say. It's really weird over there on the PlayStation Premium. It's also hard to find stuff. Like, it's kind of the layout of it is super yeah, it's not clunky. Great. Yeah. Who's doing their UI stuff over there? I don't know. A jerk, probably. Some kind of freaking jerk. loser. Some yeah. kind of total loser is doing their UI. Ravi, oh. what do you think? A- Ape Escape? Yay or nay? <laughs> I'm going to go with nay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's hard to complain because, again, this whole service was just dumped on my lap as like a free... I mean, not free, but it it just pivoted my old service into this. It's technically more stuff than I was paying for before. But I don't know. Just I just want them to do a good job with this. I want them to have like actual classics on there, you know? Some of the old RPGs, some of the old, you know, what was a PlayStation One game you remember, Alex or Ravi? I didn't have a PlayStation One. I was a Nintendo Spyro the Dragon. Player. I think they have. Do they not have that one? I thought they had that one. Maybe they do. I don't know. They might have like uh, the. I'm, you know, the what I'm surprised they, they don't have, especially since they've got like the re like the PlayStation Four game coming out. I don't think they have the original Crash Bandicoot on uh, there. That seems like a no. a They have they have like the remade trilogy on there, but it's like that's like a PlayStation Four game. Like I want it to look. Yeah, I will say like I feel like they've had so many games that they've like updated and remastered that like they just kind of like show up as PS4 games now. Right, and so it's hard. So it's hard to find them. 
Like, because mm-hmm. you're like, I want to play a classics game. Well, there's only 12 on there. Yeah. Well, there's actually uh, more, but, you know. Yeah, there might be the wrong kind. I will say, like, if you want to go just a little bit back to the PS3, I know they have Ico, which is exciting. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a great, that's a great one. Um, yeah. So that's, that's a, that might be when I revisit. Uh, Robbie, you got any PS1? What the, what's a PS1 game, Robbie? What, did, uh, did PS1 have Grand Theft Auto? The original. I think it did, yeah. The original. Yeah. But it's, like, top-down. Right, right. Yeah. 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 So that game, that could be. Why isn't that on there? I don't. I don't know. I, I it seems like they're just trying to like just show all the like the the latest and greatest. You mm-hmm. know, all the remastered versions. Yeah. It seems like they're just doing like because they know a lot of people want this. Like, there's a lot of guys like me, the old timers that they mm-hmm. we want yeah. our we want like oh no put old games on there. We want to play these old games we remember from childhood. And so they're like, okay, for you old guys, here's 12 games we like half-fast. We like kind of just huh. threw on there to, to appease us. I be not appeased, gentlemen. Oof. You hate and to that, hear that. And, them's, them's, and you can take that right up to the top. You know? Hmm. I'm mad. Yeah. I wanted to be disappointed by something. I'd follow politics, damn it. Um. Yeah, and I'm not like. Uh, you want to hear all ten known games in development in Nintendo right now? Yes. Okay, here we go. Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Cool. Splatoon Three. A lot of threes. Yeah, yeah. Completing some trilogies here. I respect it. Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Huh. Are rabbits like the minions of the Mario kingdom? Rabbits are the minions of the Rayman kingdom. <laughs> okay, now you're just talking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. They are. And and this is a game that like combines those two universes together. But Rayman and Mario were never meant to meet. Pokemon, Scarlet, and Violet. One of these days are going to run out of colors. <laughs> Bayonetta... Guess which one? Uh, I'm going to guess not three. It's three. You're wrong. Oh, I could have picked that, and I picked anything but that. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. You guys have heard of Breath of the Wild, right? Yes. Yes, I have. Robbie, you heard of this one, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) Advance Wars 1 plus 2 reboot Equals three. Well, that's true. Equals three. That That is true. That is true. (laughs) Um, Detective Pikachu... Two Hilarious. and Metroid Prime Four. Okay, well now you're just killing me here with the not threes because I I came around from not being sure what was happening to loving it, and now I'm mad that it's not happening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, folks, can I torture Rob any longer? I mean, that is gonna do it for the news. <laughs> we are done. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to um break down for you the top 10 uh, best uh, movies that remind us of video games. Stay tuned.
If you like video games, there's a good chance at least one holds a special place in your heart, making your insides feel fuzzy in the best of ways. And oftentimes, it's about more than just the game itself. I'm Connor McCabe, and I host the Call Me By Your Game podcast, where on each episode, I hear from a guest about a special video game from their past. Join me each week as I hear from some of the sweetest actors, funniest comedians, and most lovely video game people around about what makes video games personal and the memories they have tied with them. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, and maybe someday you'll even call me by your game. Welcome back to Video Games, a comedy show. I'm your host, Jeremy Schmidt. I am here with the uh, double feature uh, bros, Alex Gaskin and Ravi Kiran. How's it going, pals? Hey there. Going great. Okay, so when I threw this to you guys, it was obviously because you're movie people, you know, as we established, you're on the scale of total jock to uh, uh, alienating people at a bar with your uh, incessant babbling on indie features. Um... We uh, are all three of us here, uh, uh, film likers. Uh, one might say I like f- uh, movies better than video games in some, wow. in some, uh, some wow. respects. Wow, betray your audience. You know what? If you're listening to this, fuck you. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, uh, the, we are... Um, so I, I, I was like, you know what? A lot of video games become movies. That ain't interesting to me. A lot of movies uh, not a lot of movies become video games it's not it's that is a little bit more rare um and a lot of the times when movies become video games they're like successful movies first and then the game developers have to like figure out a way to um a, a way to like uh shoehorn them into a game right like you'll get examples of like the lion king the game and it's just like you're kind of playing through the scenes of the cartoon but uh not you know uh they don't always work and a lot of times they don't work but there are a lot of movies out there that are structured that like remind me of like video games um Mm. i would love to hear like what was y'all's process in coming up with this list because for me that's what it was it was like it was like movies that like that have like a few key elements that gamify themselves, right? It could either there could either be a game inside the meta of the film. Uh, some films are like level based, like literally, it's like or they're tournament based. You know what I mean? Like, right. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, what was your processes in coming up with them? I, uh, Alex, you go first. I want to hear you. Hear yeah, you. Uh, mine is kind of a mix. Uh, I tried to go straight forward and like, oh, this movie could progress in a game that a game pro- could uh, progress. But I also kind of thought about it in terms of like. Movies that have an element to them. Yeah, movies that uh, have an element that kind of carries over into video gaming. Uh, I feel like every choice I made is defensible, but I have a mm. few of them that are just kind of just a personal... Like, the first one I brought, I bring out is going to be, like, the most ridiculous, uh, fun example that I could come up with. Great, great. I'm excited to share that. Yeah. Like, there's there's also examples of, like you know movies that maybe didn't feel like they could become video games that they made into video games and ended up working quite well actually like somehow like they made a video game of the john carpenter's the thing i've heard that's good i've heard and it's, it's really good. actually really good it's like a survival horror game that is like that kind of like uses the 
the horror in the fiction to like drive the the gameplay choice, the great gameplay puzzles of it. Um, mm. So, Ravi, what about you? So, like, I know that you're not like the biggest gamer in the world, but um, I'm sure you had a, some kind of fun putting this list together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is a fun, any anything doing to, to do with movies is fun for me. So, yeah, I think yeah, like I approached it, I guess, with like yeah, some movies, like you said, are very much like levels. And like just increasing difficulty. Some are. I also, you know, approach it as like some of the movies on my list were, were like very like really literally taking from video game style and aesthetics. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and then you know like like mission based movies. You know, yeah. like, it's like all right, you got to do this and then go. Right. And if these missions happen to be impossible. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, better. all my all mine are just Mission Impossible movies. Ghost Protocol. Yeah. <laughs> Two. <laughs> um, Three. Yeah. Um, Did you ever play the Mission Impossible game? I for Back the N sixty four. Yeah. It actually it rocked. Uh, really? I I had, I don't think I ever finished it, but I enjoyed playing it. Was I, it as good as uh, Goldeneye? No. 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 But... It, I love that you love that game because it is a. It is like a famously it's it goes on a lot of lists for like worst games ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just mostly remember the like face swapping element, yeah. which I thought was yeah. really cool in the movie and in the game. If yeah. you uh, if you wear someone else's face in any medium, like you get an automatic like full star bump from this guy. Somebody brought you, uh, Robbie, you brought up Goldeneye. That is like one of the craziest film to game examples ever because it's yeah. like it like re it like defined an entire genre of video games like why goldeneye like that's not even a the best of bond movie <laughs> you know yeah, it's um yeah really curious perfect t- like perfect time and place to like yeah really push things forward well let's get started so i have a little uh visual aid to help us sort of determine who is going to um who is going to go in which order. So I'm going to share my screen with you guys. Do you see it? I see it. Yeah. Okay, so we have a wheel here with Alex's name, my name, and Ravi's name on it. And when I click this button here, it spins and boom. Hey, it's me. It lands on Ravi. Ravi! <laughs> You are going to uh you're you're in charge for our number 10 entry on the list. Okay. Okay, number 10, huh? Yeah. Okay, so I don't want to I don't want to shoot my wad Yeah, on, don't uh... shoot your wad. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's keep your let's, wad together. Let's let's keep it PG here, guys. Shoot your confetti. Yeah. Because children Shh. like video games, damn it. <laughs> and okay. they should be able to listen to this fucking and, podcast. Hey, and if you're a listen, <laughs> if you're a child listening to this podcast, fuck you. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, number 10, Rob. All right. I'm going to go with the 2006 Jason Statham film, <gasps> Crank. Whoa! Oh, good call. I love the power glove. It's so bad. Okay. Uh, Crank, huh? Yeah. Have you guys now, seen this? I, I have. I, way, I way back. Seen it. In the day. I know the premise is like his if he doesn't if he has to beat everybody up or his heart stops. Right? Yeah, like he just yeah, has, to, he keep has to keep his adrenaline, adrenaline flowing. Pumping. Yeah. Cool. So he Robbie, was injected with a this. drug. Yeah, yeah. Explain. Why why do you think this would make a good game? 
because you're just constantly having to maintain a certain level of something, you know, like in this case, it'd be adrenaline. So you just have to, so like you can't ever, like every action you do has to be in that service. So it it could easily be a, a video game. Right. That actually would be a fun game with a mechanic. Instead of health, you just have like adrenaline depletion. You have to be doing something at all times. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You and like and like if you ever got it all the way down to like human status adrenaline, like you're just you're just way easier to get your ass kicked, basically. <laughs> yeah. Damn, Rob, coming out swinging or cranking. <laughs> so maybe maybe I uh, maybe I should have moved that up the list, but no, uh, I think no, I, I like it. Number yeah, ten, you're, yeah. crank. You're doomed, pal. That just means that the standard of the list is through the roof here. Now yeah. let's see who's. Who is going to uh, wheel a spinning? Wheel a spinning. Oh my God. <laughs> my worst fear is it's Ravi again. Okay. Ravi, number nine. This is good, though. The listener rarely ever gets to hear from uh, from you, good sir. Do you, do you want me to go again or do you want to spin it again so that no, one of you No, I want two... you to go again. Okay. All right. Here we go. Ravi uh, might go 10 times, and that's funny to me. <laughs> Uh, you shouldn't have picked Ravi's Wheel of Names dot com. Wheel of Names. Okay, let's see. What should I pick for my ninth? I'm gonna go with uh, Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Mm. All right now, you're telling me that War could um, be a profitable um, format for video gaming. Is there a precedent it's, for that? It's never been tried. It's never been tried. I think. I think we should be the first to create the war-based video game. Now, what's what's next? A war-based economy? <laughs> Alex coming in with the hot takes. Um, so, Ravi, uh, you know, I I I know Saving Private Ryan. It's sort of a band of brothers style adventure. You're going through. There's D Day is mm-hmm. uh, is one of like the opening scene of that film. Um, there's precedent here for that being a great game, but I want to hear what you, why you think it'd be a great game. Well, you have a very clear uh, mission. You know, it's in the title, Saving Private Ryan, and you have to go through all these. You know, I, I, I think also the the period setting, World War II, makes it more interesting as a game, right? And uh, there's, you know, there's a clear, there's. I, I don't, I, it's been a while since I've seen the movie, so I don't remember if there were levels per <laughs> there se. There were guns in it. Yeah, there are guns and shooting in it. But yeah. but you know, there's like different vignettes, different you right. know, there's like the sniper section. And, yeah, yeah, different challenges you encounter. Yeah, there's precedent for this as well. I believe it was in Conker's Bad Fur Day. They actually <laughs> did an entire homage to Saving Private Ryan in it. Fantastic. And, oh. And then uh, Gears of War, the video game, was, I think, the first video game that snapped the camera to the back of the player. And, and when you would run, it would create that uh, effect of that Spielberg does when, when he's following the soldiers around on the beaches of Norman. You know what I'm talking about? The one right, where he's yeah. like, he's, it's like a steady cam shot, right? Of, of them like running with the soldier, like through the, through the action. Um, Anyway, okay, let's let's roll this again. If it lands on Ravi again, <laughs> I'm uh, okay. This one is on Uncle Jeremy over here, old uh, old Uncle Jay. Okay, um, this is for number eight. Uh, so they the they made a video game of the film The Warriors, 
which is, which is like a good, a, I enjoyed that game. Yeah, it's it it's it was like a it was like a perfect like one to one like that's a movie that feels like a video game already. So then, now it's a video game that based on that movie. I'm going to just add the other uh, the other Warriors um, style uh, film by the same uh, director Walter Hill mm. called Streets of Fire. That would be a, a rocking uh, game experience as long as they uh, improved. I, I still have a chip on my shoulder about like the final fight being a little anticlimactic in uh, Streets right. of Fire. But I would love um, that Willem Dafoe's character oh, as, God, as the yeah. villain in Absolutely. that game. Yeah. Absolutely. And if it did, I, I actually feel like it's anticlimactic to watch that ending, but I bet it would be more fun to play that ending, which is like, it's like a battle with pipes, right? Yeah, it's like hammers or something? Hammers, yeah, it's like a hammer battle. <laughs> yeah, which is cool, but like at the end of the film, like all this escalation, it just feels a little bit of a cool down at right no time. you're you're absolutely right um also rick moranis is in that movie yeah and he'd what? have to be in the game <laughs> he would is, is he is he beating the shit out of people with hammers no he yeah. he plays the rich nerd oh it. of course he does <laughs> i, I want to make like i want to make a nobody style movie but with rick moranis i think yeah that would be great. <laughs> i think that's what it would take to get him back into hollywood yeah. yeah, he like uses his gla- glasses as like a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's roll this. Uh, let's roll this bad wheel again. Uh, Jeremy again. Okay, I'm seeing a pattern here. Okay, I didn't think I'd have to go again, but let's see. Number seven is. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, the Tarantino film Kill Bill. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. 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 I can see got, that. You got mini bosses. You got your main boss. Uh, you got action. Yeah. They weirdly made a video game about Reservoir Dogs, which I feel like would is a much harder movie to make a game out of than Agreed. than yeah. Kill Bill, which is like like you just said, you have bosses, tons of uh random enemies. Like I think in that scene at the restaurant, <laughs> uh. Uma Th- Thurman's care the bride like yeah. kills as many people as you ever do in a video game <laughs> like it is just mm-hmm. like a scene out of a video game so yeah I think this one is pretty you can have like great uh motorcycle chase scenes in it and stuff you could do or uh like levels like on 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 vehicles and, and whatnot um yeah and it'd be kind of fun to figure out how to do that trailer fight in uh in a video game you know what I'm talking about? The one with the... Uh, oh, with the Vivica yeah. A. Fox? Yeah. No. Or oh, no, was that in the no, house? No. Um, that's in the Darryl, house. Oh, okay. Are you Darryl talking Hannah. about uh, Daryl Hannah? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where she pulls out the other eye. Um, okay. Let's spin this wheel again. Alex is never gonna get to (laughs) This is is my nightmare. This is when you suggested this, this is my nightmare. This is great. Okay, you just have to watch. Okay. (laughs) All right. I'm gonna go with Hardcore Henry. Oh Oh, yeah. 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 First person view, right? Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. it is it looks like a first person shooter and you know the the premise of it, which is this this guy, yeah, like he's he wakes up from a coma or something, right? And then he's mm-hmm. got these right. limbs attached to him, like uh, 
what do you call it? Like bionic? Yeah, like bionic limbs, right? And yeah, and like the whole thing, it feels like you're watching a first person shooter happening. Yes, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I um, The director of this, didn't he make, did he make Nobody? Is that right? It uh, might I, be. I don't remember. Let's I look think him up. He, I think he might be onto something. He, I think, think you're right. Yeah. Yes, he did. He did make nobody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's got like that really visceral, like, you know, those vis- very visceral fight scenes that are very gruesome and brutal, like, really make you feel yeah. what the person's feeling. So, like, that's, yeah, which is like, a, that's a good vibe in a video game for sure. Yeah, for sure. Especially that first person POV, too. Oh, yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah first I, person, I enjoy this like, movie. Uh, first person, like hand to hand combat, is something that's never really been done super well. Like, like uh, it'd be interesting to see someone take a crack at making that fun. Yeah, um, maybe with the, uh, I yeah, I feel. Do you oh. remember? Do you remember years ago there was that like, uh, I think it was, I think it was a Sega thing, a Sega Genesis or something. Like they were had like an octagon where you could get into it and yeah. play play right. uh you know like fighting games and boxing games and stuff i feel like you could do that with vr now oh yeah, yeah totally yeah, yeah as long as there wasn't a lag or anything then right right yeah, yeah that'd be fun um i accidentally yeah. rolled the wheel and it did land on alex oh, not, i'm not God. even kidding uh alex, oh that this thing is broken let's yeah, re-roll let's, it let's, again. Let's, we gotta roll this again no! <laughs> oh, God, why oh. all right alex number five now this is top five here Top five, yeah. Is, uh, yeah okay, so you gotta pull out all the yep. all the good stops. You know, sometimes a game is formatted in, or sometimes a movie is formatted in the way that a game is structured in terms of playing. Uh, sometimes I think a movie captures the essence of a certain aspect of gaming that I think uh, we should focus on. And I mean, what do people love more than a game that makes you meticulously level up your character to do all the cool stuff that the game lets you do? Mm-hmm. You know, that that lovely mechanic where it's like, hey, you want to do this cool move? play 80% of the game. You just you just got to keep on trucking, keep uh-huh. on trucking. And uh, what is the quintessential um, movie about a transformation where your character, uh, the main character levels up into something completely different? David Cronenberg's The Fly. <laughs> okay. Ah. <laughs> okay. In this game, you play mild-mannered scientist uh, David Brundle. I think his first name is David. Don't, no, Seth Brundle, I think is his Seth? name. Seth? I think David sounds better to me. I don't. He, he could be David Brundle in the game. Maybe it's a licensing issue. His name's Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Fly Q Fliesworth. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I oh, just I, I love the idea of a game where you're just like slowly like up like cashing in uh, XP and like trading right. in your game tokens and just like mutating your character horribly. It's like, hey, I've got corrosive vomit. <laughs> I also love the idea that uh, of a, a video game where like the last act is just depressing and disgusting, and it's like yeah. you as the main character falling apart. <laughs> yes, I think that is. I I I think that is a triple A gaming experience. I think this is yeah. one that we are ready for. And Man, I'm there's so a glad scene. I, there's a scene in a in the in, was it in the bar where he like rips a guy's arm off, pretty much. Right, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I mean, yeah. He gets he gets pretty tough in that in that in that film. Yeah, I, I saw that movie on TV as a kid, and the scene at the end where he's vomiting on uh, the guy who's like his yeah. rival for his girlfriend has stayed with me. And that guy lives. Yeah, which is a night uh, <laughs> somehow worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely. I would. Yeah, if so I was him, I would just jump right out of that window. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, you guys watch? Oh yeah, Alex, you saw this with me. Robbie, did you ever get a chance to see uh, Crimes of the Future? No, I still haven't seen that yet. Uh, ah, bummer. Yeah, great, great, great stuff. Um, all right, let's let's wheel of morality. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us Land the lesson that we should <laughs> learn. Oh, oh, I did. Okay. The wheel wow. is just. The wheel is just. The wheel is finally getting it right. Okay, Alex, number four. Top number ten. Four. By the, I mean, top five. By the way, this is yeah. big. This yeah. is huge. Uh, I am. Stuck between going with my choice for a horror game potential, or should I go with the one that I feel like I'm going to steal from Ravi? You should go with uh, whatever you think <laughs> would fit at number four. Okay, uh, here's a classic action beat 'em up. Uh, I'm going to go with like the ultimate template for the fighting game. Okay, which is Bruce Lee's Enter the Dragon. Okay. Nice. Yes. I mean, come on. Not yeah. only is it structured around a fighting tournament, which is pretty much most fighting games it has the classic fighting game staple of the last person you fight is the guy who organized the tournament whoa yeah so yeah, your, yeah. your final boss yeah in the end. i so know that, that this game is like perfect uh, there's like a lot of mortal combat in there there's a lot of street fighter yeah in, in, i yeah. feel like the, the dna for a lot of fighting games especially like when the genre really came together comes from this movie yeah um and like how i because i it's been a while um i've actually seen Bloodsport more recently Bloodsport and enter the dragon are pretty similar as well right kind of yeah they're both about outsiders yeah you know in a tournament in a tournament Bloodsport like the the tournament persists uh enter the dragon is kind of like the mortal Kombat street fighter thing where it's like the tournament is kind of held by a corrupt person also same with tekken it's just like you got to fight the person who organizes the tournament because it's kind of up to no good. Mm, yeah, it. was was uh, yeah because Bruce Lee was basically like a spy infiltrating the tournament. Yeah, they had three and spies then, in the film. Yeah, there's like uh, infiltrating Jim Kelly and Jim uh, Kelly John, and John Saxon. Saxon. Yeah, whose parts should have been switched? Absolutely should have been switched. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, here we go, and the wheel turns. The wheel spins. Land on Alex a third time. Land on Alex a third time. Ooh, it looks like another Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're about to find out every video game every video game Robbie can think of. Just yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, do, do do video games have puzzles? <laughs> <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's a there's a scene in Citizen Kane where she's doing a puzzle, right? Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's yeah. My, no. Uh, so so I want I want for... a game that's like The Sims, but it's it's set in Citizen Kane world. <laughs> Sims is in Kane. Sims is in Kane. All right, Robbie. Okay. Number three. This is, th- uh, this is top three. three. This is very important. I'm gonna go with the raid. Oh, I almost used the raid for my last example. <laughs> that was gonna be my ultimate steal from Robbie pick. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I feel like yeah, we both would have a lot of like martial arts action. Oh in our, yeah, uh, but I mean, lists. the raid is a pretty perfect example. Yeah, it is like the ultimate. Maybe so. Maybe, so maybe I again shot my wad early, but uh, yeah. I just wanted to get that out there there into the list. But yeah, it's the like raid level is, based too, right? Isn't it like mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a big one building. Uh, it's a skyscraper, basically. Yeah, not 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 the skyscraper, but it's a pretty it's like tall a building. building. But it's tall. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, they have game, to go up uh, the to, f- and then there's like the drug lord at the at the very top. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, a game called Sifu that just came out that is uh it it takes from a lot of these martial arts movies and it just makes like its own little story out of them and the raid is definitely like one of those where like 
uh, you play through whole scenes of the raid, like oh, in really? the game. Mm. Yeah, like they do the the hammer scene from Old Boy in it too, like oh, the wow. hallway shot. They do like yeah, it's great. I I should I should uh, have you guys come over sometime just to watch like see that game because it's like. You'll you'll probably pull out a lot even more than I could figure out of like like different movies it's borrowing from like and I mean when I say borrowing I mean like it's it's like scenes that are like they're like framed exactly like it like it's supposed to be that scene. Pretty oh, cool nice. Stuff. The raid number three. I think that makes sense. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, we're getting close. We have two more left, and so Come far on, Alex, both times I've given two. Alex, you were two, right? Mm-hmm. And then Robbie, you're four. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm really just making this list. Yeah. Here we go. Okay, looks like me. Looks like me, number two. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say a movie that we all saw together that I think uh, very recently that I think uh, it would be perfect for a video game, and that is RRR. Is this uh R R are you kidding me? Uh does this track with you fellers? Uh, uh perfect co-op experience. Yeah. yeah. Well, A, perfect co-op. B, think of think of how many great set pieces you could just have your player like, you know, get get through, right? It's I, just I, like I, mm-hmm. The jungle sequences, yeah. the the city, the the bringing all the animals to the party sequence, like beat I do the think British you have to have a DDR sequence. Like, yeah, you have to have off. a, you got to have the dance dance revolution mat. If I was designing the game, I would make every level like an action level, and then the in between every level afterwards, you have to do the dance, <laughs> like as as a as your reward is uh, is a dance stage. Sort of like in Street Fighter where they make you beat up the car, you know, in between <laughs> matches. Um, yeah, I think RRR would be absolutely uh, perfect for a video game. Um, yeah, uh, that's number two. That means and, all that's left is number one. And let's find out that this wheel's going to land on Robbie. <laughs> yeah, let's, okay. Let's see here. Uh, oh my yeah! God! Wow! I gotta say, I never in a million years thought I would get what I deserved. There's some some poetry to this here, buddy. Thank you, Wheel. I think I think you deserve number one. So, but this is a lot on your shoulders, buddy. Oh, I'm ready. If you want to back down, I understand. If you want to, you can give it to me or Robbie. No, that's fine. I'll take it if you don't mind. I mean, if you don't don't want it, I'll have it. Your fans would abandon you if you took this away from me. (laughs) All right, Alex. Number yeah. one, what is Number the, one. the movie that needs to be a video game yesterday? Okay, we're talking uh, challenging mini games. We're talking inventive <laughs> design. We're talking cool characters, uh, puzzles, strategy, uh, discovery. I'm going to go with uh, Miyazaki's classic, Spirited Away. Whoa. Oh. I mean, it's just... Like it's a very, it'd be a very like unlike a lot of these games, it'd be more of a kid friendly experience. But you know, you have different kind of challenges. You have this whole crazy place to explore. Uh, characters change. You get different powers. I feel like that would be a very uh, charming. Like I feel like a Nintendo would could go a long way with something like this. Yeah, there's yeah. precedent here for this as well. Uh, Studio Ghibli did at one point work on a game that I think they ended up just kind of 
giving up to this other studio, but it was called uh, Nino Cooney. So it's like it's like already an RPG, like done in the style of a Studio Ghibli uh, film. Why Prince? Uh, or why is Spirited Away and not like a Princess Mononoke or um, Nausicaa or something? Level. These the level structure of like the yeah. uh, the bathhouse. It just nice. seems too perfect. Nice. Yeah. Um, love it. Ravi, any yeah. thoughts on Spirited Away as a video game? It's it's an unexpected pick, uh, for sure. But yeah. I think, but now that you mention it, I think I think that would be a really fun game to play. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. that's it. That's the top ten, uh, uh, uh f- films that remind us of video games. <laughs> this is this whole episode has been a real fuck you to Roger Ebert. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm gonna go through the list real quick, and then we'll get into some of our honorable mentions. Um, number ten, Crank. Number nine, Saving Private Ryan. Number eight, Streets of Fire. Number seven, Kill Bill. Number six, Hardcore Henry. Number five, The Fly. Number four, Enter the Dragon. Number three, The Raid. Number two, RRR. And number one, Spirited Away. But that's not all the uh, the entries we came up with for this. No, no, we have some honorable mentions we want to uh, go through. I'll, I'll go first, just to get mine out of the way. Um, the Matrix is like a very obvious pick to me. It, I think it was too obvious to actually slot it in. That's you know? actually how I ended up not using Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> that was also and, on my list, yeah. And, and, and Indiana Jones and The Matrix, I think like another thing that's cool about our list is like none of these, they didn't make games about any of these, I think. Yeah, I tried to avoid game. Like Indiana Jones actually had a good, has had several games. Right. One, including one on Xbox, the first Xbox that I really liked. But um, yeah. I tried to think of stuff that was like, I don't think there's a game for this, except I did have the Lord of the Rings trilogy as like the first candidate. Right. Um. Ma- yeah, like they definitely have made Matrix games as well. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, yeah, it's kind of, you know, ar- charted territory already. Uh, another obvious one, no one said, but that like, I felt like I didn't want to throw on the list just because it's like, it's a movie built out of the bricks of video games as Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah. Yeah. That was on my yeah. list too. Yeah. That like that one's, that one's tough because it it's like video games is part of the story of it. So it's like, like Wreck-It Ralph would be also another example of like a movie right. that I'm like, eh, I don't want it on the list because I want things you would never think of, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. A couple other honorable mentions I had was uh, the 13th warrior, which is like, Movie, I don't think. Have you guys seen the Thirteenth Warrior? I, just, I know no. what you're talking about, but I haven't seen it. It's like this weird Viking movie with Antonio Banderas. Is like it the, supposed, Is it like a loose Beowulf adaptation? Yes, it's like a loose Beowulf adaptation. It's like really. I I remember loving it as a kid, um, and I always remember thinking it's kind of like a video game. Like they have to like basically like they're fighting cannibals in it and they have to like storm the cave these cannibal caves and like they're it's like norse people and then antonio banderas is there as well and uh fighting these like cannibal fiends um uh, brotherhood of the wolf is another one that, that would be a fun is, one yeah, that would yeah. be, a fun be really one. really cool just i didn't have that one on my list but i kind of feel i feel like I, it's one that i overlooked unfortunately i should have caught that one yeah that's actually on shutter right now and i yeah, saw it yeah, i saw I it when it i was scrolling by ago. and i was like and i was thinking about this episode i was like that would make a good game it has one of my favorite like re- totally audacious uh transition shots mm-hmm. you, you know which one i'm talking about no Oh, should I, should I just should I spoil it? Yeah, should, just spoil it. Yeah, at some point they go from a uh, brothel and like the end the scene on a woman's exposed breast, and it just like transitions into a mountain in the distance. 
And it's just like, okay, like I know what kind of movie this is. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. And what about you guys? Any honorable mentions? Rob, I'll start with you. Yeah, let's start with the, like the wheel didn't favor him enough. <laughs> <laughs> the wheel and life and, oh, wow, this lottery ticket I got just won. I, I'm, what the hell? I'm, I'm rich. I don't even need to finish this sentence. I can it says the lottery right ticket now. actually takes money from your friends to pay it off? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, one one honorable mention on my list was uh, the thirty sixth chamber of Shaolin. Ooh, okay. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but yeah, thirty six is a lot of levels. But I'm on board. Yeah, because that's a pretty classic martial arts film, and it's very levels based. And mm-hmm. you know, our our uh, hero has to you know go through the training levels, and uh, uh, you know, it's it's that that one came to mind for me as one that was not directly inspired by video games because obviously video games weren't really a thing in 1978 right mm-hmm. but it's interesting to see how how like video games have influenced movies movies have influenced mm-hmm. video games and you know all sorts of storytelling has it been an influence on video games oh yeah and also con- i want to congratulate us all not that i thought we would have done this but i'm glad we didn't bring up any like marvel or dc or any big franchises like, like i'm mm-hmm. I'm really glad you didn't bring up lord of the rings because it's like it's like yeah yeah it was too much of a cheat there's it felt too so on the much nose. those movies do feel informed directly by video games you know mm-hmm. yeah in a lot of ways so um yeah i like that what else rob anything else um yeah i guess we had uh indiana jones on there uh enter the dragon i, I had a few that we already mentioned uh dread is very oh. similar to the raid oh is dread like judge dread yeah i need to watch the, the that. one that came out uh the newer one the, carl the newer urban. one i think yeah. it might have came out come out the yeah carl urban's in it I, it might have come out the same year as the raid or around mm. the same time something like that but yeah it's a very that. similar one yeah that's a good one yeah. All right, Alex, what about you? Honorable yeah, mentions. Yeah, buddy. Uh, honorable mentions. A lot of these are kind of like they topically kind of got covered by something I did pick. Uh, my alternate for Spirited Away was going to be Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, weird. Yeah. That would, that would make like a really interesting, like almost like survival horror fantasy game. Like survival horror. Pu- yeah, just like. Like you don't I, see I think, a lot of those like survival horror games are usually like evoked like the slasher genre or like mm-hmm. the paranormal genre you never see you it's it's you ever you never see like the mix of like survival horror and uh fantasy a lot more sci-fi actually there's a lot of sci-fi survival horror but yeah so that's that's one that i feel like i kind of covered with spirited away it was a little too much similarity uh my serious cronenberg pick uh was gonna be scanners i think it'd be a fun video game i think control we talked about that game is like scanners kind of yeah (laughs) yeah kind of like that what you could do with like psychic powers in a game uh the only other one i'm going to mention uh i liked it as a foundation for a horror game but it doesn't really have a central antagonist that like could make sense for like how you would win or escape is uh the 1960s classic the haunting yeah i mean just the perfect like you know the house is potentially alive and just is Mm -hmm. trying to screw with you and you just got to figure out your way out very very much like a puzzle-based horror game all right, kind of then, like Eternal Darkness uh, on the GameCube, where it's like it messes with that's your a sanity. Good, yeah, I could so see that. I think that could be uh, that's kind fun. of a haunted yeah. house game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and now, last question before we get out of here: 
I want everyone to think of a movie that would absolutely make a terrible video game. Oh, uh, buddy. I got <laughs> I got one right off the bat. It's actually a movie I watched last night. The film we need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think that would make a good game, but also just a terrible experience. <laughs> <laughs> that that movie could I, I could not think of a worse video game to play through than we need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> um, uh, what a uh, what a nightmare. Also, gotta say, I that movie is it was frustrating for me. I I it it seemed like it didn't want to explain it didn't explore a lot of its ideas that I thought it was going to explore. Like it, like I kept guessing cool places for it to go and then it wouldn't ever go there. It would always go in a direction I didn't want it to go. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, no, I want more. I want, I want to do, I want to, I want to redo of we need to talk about Kevin, but my, my version of it. Let's just start a podcast about this called. We need to talk about, we need to talk about Kevin. We need to talk about, we need to talk about Kevin. Um, all right, Robbie, terrible video game. Oh gosh, a terrible video game. Yeah. Probably anything by John Cassavetes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Woman Under the Influence would make a yeah. terrible video game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, that would not be a fun uh fun just you'd be confused the whole time. Yeah. I, I don't know what a you A lot would... of dialogue. Yeah. Just yeah. T- a lot of talking. Even killing of a Chinese bookie, like even though killing is in the title of it, still terrible video game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Alex. Hey, uh, Speaking of, I'll, I'll steal from Robbie. Speaking of directors who would be terrible for video games, uh, most game, any game inspired by most Werner Herzog films, but the one I'm thinking of <laughs> that I know you love, Jeremy, is uh, I think Strosek. Is that how it's pronounced? Yes. Oh, God. Can you imagine playing that? Are you just like. <laughs> It's like press X to make the chicken dance by electrifying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pre- yeah. Doesn't he like die on a Ferris wheel? Yeah, but in not <laughs> not in any of the fun ways you're thinking. <laughs> I think a Fitzcarraldo video game would actually work. Yeah, yeah, that that wouldn't be that wouldn't be terrible. Yeah, there's there's but then there's like a lot of dreams DLC where you're just like ex- like going through the <laughs> yeah. process of making the game. Oh man, yeah. I think like I'm trying to think of other like. Um. Yeah, that you nailed it, man. With um, or Robbie, what was your what was your uh, what was your Cassavetes. director? Cassavetes. Yeah, that you nailed that. That was great. I think like, yeah, I think like, yeah, Bergman would Godard be another, could like, make an interesting uh, experience. That would be interesting, actually, a Godard style that like played with like text styles and stuff, like or um. They, a lot of games will evoke Bergman's aesthetic, but like stay far, far away from any like <laughs> premise or theme from a maybe theme, but like definitely like I can't imagine playing like Cries and Whispers the video game. <laughs> like, that's just what it scenes disaster. from a marriage. Yeah, scenes from a marriage the video game. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, well that's gonna do it for video games a comedy show. Thank you so much for listening. It has been a blast sitting here and coming up with the top ten. Uh, movies that would make great games. Um, f- uh, want, I want to go ahead and uh, plug plug away before we get out of here. Alex, let's start with you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Alex underscore J underscore Gaskin. You can find me under the same name on Letterboxd. Uh, things are kind of slow right now, so there's not much for me to promote other than that. Great. Ravi. You can find me on uh, Twitter at Kieran Me Softly. And uh, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to promote. But uh, 
hopefully very soon. We'll see. Nice. And you can follow me on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime. You can follow the show on Twitter at VGA Comedy Show. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more of it and you want to pay for that content, and I know you don't, go to patreon.com slash radio, where we have a ton of bonus content. I talked to you about it before. I put an ad before the episode. Go to the Patreon. Check it out. You know what I like to do? I like to buy a month of a Patreon and then just listen to everything there is and then unsubscribe. Hilarious. That's 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 my. Why don't you try doing that? If 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 we're not for you, that's totally fine. But give it a shot. You could you could be you might be uh, pleasantly surprised, uh, folks. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with our episode two hundred of Video Games and Comedy Show. It should be very special. Stay tuned. Thank you very much. Goodbye. <laughs>